This is the Old Radio Show's podcast. gun in his hand didn't waver, and his pale blue eyes stared at me, unblinking, cold, and deadly. Then I saw his fingers start to tighten on the trigger, and I knew that in one more second, my last case was due to be closed. The New Adventures of Michael Shane, Private Detective, starring Jeff Chandler. Michael Shane, reckless, red-headed Irishman, is back again in his old haunts in New Orleans. This is your director, Bill Russo, inviting you to listen to another transcribed episode, which we call The Case of the Constant Companion. forgiven. Molly. <laughs> These personals. Ah, don't keep her waiting, George. Uh-uh. Right below it. Molly have left town, George. Man, that settles that. And let's see. Weatherman says rain. Rain. <laughs> I should live so long. Hello? Huh? You might shame. Yeah, I didn't hear you come in. Sign in your office door, says that I did. Yeah. Well, have a seat. I want to hire you, Shane. Well, you know, it so happens I'm very available right now, Mr. Just call me Shorty. Okay, Shorty. What's the job? I want you to sort of take me under your wing, Shane. Take you under my wing? You're little enough, I guess, but I don't get it. What do you mean? Call it protection. Call it keeping me undercover. Call it anything you like. I see. Huh? Why? Why are you so anxious to keep undercover? Shane, lots of times movie stars like the travel incognito, they call it. Just pretend I'm a movie star. Uh, very funny. You know, Shorty, I seem to detect a slight odor about this deal. And don't breathe. So part of your job is keeping me out of sight. The other part is finding a guy for me and taking me to him. They get Lasky's his name. Oh, is he a friend of yours? He used to be. Now, look, you're not... As soon as you take me to him, I'll be okay. Your job is done. Look, Shorty, the smell's getting worse by the minute. You still haven't told me why you want to keep out of sight. Shane, 200 bucks should answer a lot of questions, shouldn't it? Uh, you said 200 bucks. I said 200 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, I think 200 would answer quite a few questions. For now, anyway. Yeah, 200. Don't worry, Shane. You'll earn every penny of it. In a moment, we'll be back to the new adventures of Michael Shane and the case of the Constant Companion. Well, maybe someday I'll learn there's no such thing as easy money. I guess I forgot that the morning a little guy appropriately named Shorty laid 200 big bucks on my desk. According to Shorty, all I had to do was keep him out of sight and find a character named Big Ed Lasky for him. Of course, there was something about Shorty that chilled me a little. Maybe it was those very pale blue eyes of his or the thin-lipped mouth. But at the moment, the 200 was talking awfully loud, so I took the job. Okay, Shane. 
I'll give you a list of places Big Ed used to hang out. I'll wait here in your office while you see if you can locate it. Now, oh, just a minute. Hello? A fever, Shane. Well, I have Inspector LaFever. How's everything down at Homicide? Dead. Oh, my, we're sharp this morning, aren't we? Well, what's on your tiny mind, LaFever? At the moment, you. Oh, that's really sweet of you. You call me up to tell me not to leave town, or maybe I'm suddenly chief suspect in a nice, juicy murder. Wrong twice. Just passing the word along, Shane. We're alerting everybody right down the line. Yeah, what about? There's a killer on the loose. Oh? Yeah, broke out of the penitentiary last night, a little guy. Well, thanks for the... Uh, what'd you say? He's a little guy, about 5'2", pale blue eyes, thin-lipped, heavy voice. Uh, yeah, yeah. Look, Inspector... His name is Shorty Crawford. Say it again. I said his name is Shorty. What's the matter? Can't you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I heard you all right. Well, just passing the word along. Keep your eyes open for him, Shane. He's dangerous. I, I can believe it. Inspector... Yeah? Uh, skip it. I'll, I'll see you later. Inspector Lefebvre, homicide, eh, Shane? Well, as a matter of fact, yeah. Uh, so now you know about me. So now I know about you. Yeah, just as well, I guess. Now I'll have to change the plan a little. The plan? Yeah. Instead of waiting here in your office while you look for Big Ed, I'll come with you. Only we'll still have to keep out of sight while we're looking for him. Now, look, Shorty, I just quit the job. Shane, I've been convicted of murder and sent up for life. I broke out, so now I'm on borrowed time. I'd have nothing to lose if I had to kill someone. Now, look, I tell you... you're Also, I got a gun in my pocket that's been pointed at your wishbone ever since I came into your office. It's going to stay pointed at you till we find Big Ed. He's going to go off the second you try to pull a fast one on me, so don't talk about quitting the job, Shane. Because believe me, it'd be the last job you ever have. Well, that left me nothing to say. After dark, we headed for a bar Shorty told me used to be a hangout at Big Ed's. Shorty had his hat pulled low over his eyes and left it that way as we went inside. The two of us walked up to the bar, and Shorty stood with his face turned away. What'll it be, Mac? A uh, little information. Information? You want information? I got a desk down at the depot. We sell drinks here. What'll it be? You seen Big Ed lately? Who? Big Ed Lasky. You been around here lately? Like I said, what'll it be, bud? Now, about Big Look, Ed... Look, you've been out of circulation a while, Mac. He ain't been around for more than a year. Now, you want a drink, or don't you? Uh, never mind. Thanks. That's all right. Next, Shorty. He's lying, Shane. Huh? The bartender was lying. How do you know? Look. Look over there. That booth near the wall. You see that doll sitting alone? Yeah, I, I see it. Not bad. It's Big Ed's girl. Oh. Look, she don't see us. We'll walk over to the other side of the bar. Come on. What are you going to do? I'm going to slide into the booth next to hers. You sit down with her and see what you can find out about Big Ed. Oh, but I, I remember, Shane. I'll be right in the next booth, so don't try anything. Okay, okay. We'll split up here. Okay, go on over. Hello, you. Mind if I join? Yeah, a matter of fact, I do mind. Yeah, I'll join you anyway. Who are you, smart boy? Name is Shane. Mike Shane. So what do you want? The answer's no. Oh, don't get me wrong. Doris. I'm spoken for, Rover boy, so move on, huh? Oh, now, look, sweetheart, I'm not trying to muscle in on Big Ed. I... What about Big Ed? Oh, it rings a bell, huh? 
you around anywhere? No. I see. You know, this booth was nice and comfortable before you got here. Let's make it comfortable again. Okay, sugar, okay. I'll see you around. I doubt it. I got up and started for the front door, but then Shorty caught my eye and motioned me to the side door. I guess he didn't want to walk in front of Doris's booth. Once we were outside, I turned to Shorty, but he just motioned me to start walking. We were near Jackson Square, so we walked over. Park was deserted. I sat down on one of the benches, and Shorty sat on another that backed up to mine. There we were, head to head. It was very cozy. Nice girl, Doris. Yeah. She's anything like Big Ed. She is. Uh, Big Ed's around somewhere that's a cinch. It's also a cinch. New Orleans is a big city. Where do we go next? I'm thinking. You say Big Ed used to be a friend of yours. I worked for him once. Long time ago, huh? Before I went to the pen. Why are you so hot to leave? What happens when we find him? Your job's over then. No, I, I mean what? Your job's over then. Yeah. Well, it's a cinch we're not going to find him tonight. How about escorting me back to my room so I can get a little shut-eye, huh? Maybe in the morning... Uh, gonna... Huh? There's not going to be any shut-eye. Are you kidding? No. And sleep after you find Big Ed for me, not before. You know, you can't get away with this for very long, Shorty. What do you mean? Look, you're an escape killer. There's a dragnet out for you. So... So they'll get you sooner or later. After I found Big Ed Chain, I won't care so much. Oh? Well, then think this one over. You're watching me like a hawk, aren't you, Shorty? Like a hawk. Yeah, well, I'm going to be watching you like a hawk, too. I'm going to be waiting. Just waiting. Waiting for what? Sooner or later, you're going to get sleepy. You can't stay awake forever. One of these times, you're going to realize you're real tired. Your head's going to start nodding. Hey, will it drop your guard for a second? Just a second. Just long enough for me to jump you. I'll, I'll be waiting for that second, Shorty. Waiting. You through, Shane? Yeah. Just remember it. Yeah. Well, do we sit on these benches all night? No. I'll go back to your office. Okay. Coin a phrase, you're the boss. Long walk, you know. Uh, there's a taxi cruising down the next block. Call it. Well, man's getting a little more sensible. Taxi! Hey, taxi! Taxi! He heard you. Now, look. When he pulls up, you get in first. I follow you. Okay. Tell a driver to keep moving. You'll give me the address later. You got it? Yeah, I got it. Chain. I know. No tricks. Yeah. Yep. Okay, driver, get moving. Where to? Just get moving. I'll give you the address later. Okay. So long, Shorty. Chain, stop! Chain! I 
I hit the street, bounced to my feet, and hightailed it into the park. I figured Shorty wouldn't risk a shot from the cab, and I was banking on getting to the bushes before he could get the driver to stop. But just as I reached the bushes, a rugged-looking hand shot out and around my neck. Just a minute. Hey, hey, let go of me, will you? I got a message for you from Big Ed. Look, I'm in a hurry. Let... You're looking for Big Ed. He doesn't want you to find him. It's a bullet for you if you do. Take your hands off me or... Forget I... about Big Ed, Shane. Maybe this will convince you. Oh! In a moment, we'll be back to the new adventures of Michael Shane and the case of the Constant Companion. It all started when a character named Shorty offered me 200 bucks to hide him out and find someone called Big Ed Lasky for him. While Shorty was in my office, Police Inspector Lefevre telephoned to tell me there was a killer on the loose. There's no doubt about the description he gave me. It was Shorty, all right. The little guy probably told me what would happen to me if I didn't go through with the deal. So we started out. And Shorty had that gun in his pocket trained on me full time. We didn't have any luck at the first bar we tried, but we did talk to Doris, Big Ed's girlfriend. And then later in the taxi, I figured I saw my chance. So just as the taxi pulled away, I opened the other door, dove out, and headed for the park. Only I didn't get far before a big baboon grabbed me, told me to forget about finding Big Ed. To emphasize his point, he hit me over the head. When I came to, I could see someone bending over me. It was short. Can you hear me, Shane? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Get this. There's only one thing that's keeping you alive, and that's the fact I want to get the Big Ed bad. Otherwise, I'd plug you right now. It couldn't make me feel much worse than I do. What happened? Oh, guy grabbed me, told me to forget Big Ed, and he slugged me. Uh, probably one of Big Ed's boys. Okay, Shane, this time nothing happens to you. But if you ever try to pull anything again, you're dead but quick. I'll go back to your office, and this time we'll walk. <laughs> Well, we finally got back to my office, and I was really beat. I slumped down on my chair and hoped I could catch a nap until morning. Shorty had other ideas. He didn't want me to get any sleep. Every time I dozed off, he'd nudge me. So, finally, I gave up. Just sat there for about ten cigarettes, waiting for daylight. And then at nine o'clock, we grabbed some breakfast, picked up a newspaper, and headed back to the park. We used the same seating arrangement as before. I was on one park bench, and Shorty was on another that backed up to mine. That morning sun hitting me was all I needed. I could barely keep my eyes open. Shorty seemed to be having the same kind of trouble. Read the headlines to me, Shane. Shane, huh? I said read the headlines to me. Oh. Okay. Escape killer still at large. Giant manhunt on for Shorty Crawford. Police dragnet. That's enough. Yeah. All seems sort of far away. Far away from here. Hmm? Well, it's sun. Feels good, huh? Yeah, yeah. You know, you're not such a bad guy, Shane. Mm hmm. 
matter of fact, I... What'd you say? Skip it. Hmm? Yeah. All of a sudden, I was wide awake. It was like somebody had just turned off a waterfall. The silence was deafening. I tried to see Shorty out of the corner of my eye. I didn't want to move my head, but I couldn't see his face. Couldn't tell whether he was asleep or not. I leaned forward, slow, very slowly, and then I started turning my head around. Finally, I could see his face. His head was slumped over on his chest, and he was dozing. I tensed up to dive at him, and then... Oh! Oh! Well, Shane, you were all set to grab me, weren't you? Yeah, I was all set. Good thing that car horn brought me out of it. Yeah. Shane! Hey, Shane! Hey, there's a guy getting out of that car. He's heading this way. I, I see him. Shane! Okay, Shane. Be a good boy. Real good. Yeah. Hey, Shane, you rooted to that park bench or something. I've been yelling. I know, Lafayette. I also hug. I know that, too. Sour mood this morning, huh? Yeah. Who's your friend? Huh? I said, who's your friend on the bench behind you? Well, uh, I don't know, Inspector. Oh, that's my mistake. I thought I saw you talking to him when I got out of the car. Well, no. Well, what are you doing sitting in the park anyway? Business that bad for you? Well, it's not good right now. How about you? Oh, it's about the same. We're still after Shorty Crawford. No sign of him, huh? No, none yet. I got a hunch we're getting closer all the time. Well, it's good. Yeah. We'll nab him before long. Uh, what's the story on him, people? All I know is he was convicted of murder. Well, Shorty used to work for a guy named Big Ed Lasky. Oh? So an enemy of Big Ed's, Tom Dixon, wound up dead one day. Case was that Shorty killed Dixon. A few of the boys thought that Big Ed had hired Shorty to kill the guy, but nothing could be proved. And Big Ed had an alibi for himself as far as the actual killing was concerned, so Shorty was convicted. Oh. Well, like I told you before, Shane, keep your eyes open. Yeah. Uh, you do likewise, huh, Lefebvre? I always try to, Shane. See you later. You were getting on the thin ice there for a minute, Shane. Don't get conversational like that again. So that's your story, huh, Shorty? Big Ed hired you to kill a guy he didn't like. Tom Dixon. But maybe Big Ed didn't pay you for the job. Is that why you're trying to find him now? To collect? You can add it up that way if you want to, Shane. You might as well. I doubt if I could sell you my side of the story. You couldn't sell me anything, Shorty. That's what I thought. So I'm not wasting my time. Come on. Back to your office. All the way back to the office, I was cussing out in a favor to myself. First, for honking his horn and waking Shorty just when I was going to grab him, and second, for standing there talking to me and not spotting Shorty. We walked into my office just in time for me to pick up the phone. Hello. Fever, Shane. Oh, you're a big help. Don't worry. I spotted Shorty sitting on the bench behind you. you... Well, now you tell me. Why didn't you... I had a hunch. He had a gun under his arm pointed at you. I didn't want you to collect the slug. Look, is he still there in your office with you? Yeah. I... Solo. We'll be there in 60 seconds. Who was it, Shane? Why, it was my landlady. What? She, my landlady. She forgot to see your line. Look, I tell you, I'm... Let's get out of here. Oh, look, Shorty, I'm tired. Quiet. Look, you think I'm as fresh as a daisy? I've been awake for 24 hours longer than you have, and I'm still on my feet. Now get on yours. We're getting out of here. Well, why? I like it here. We're leaving. Now, let... Hey, wait a minute. Huh? No, Shorty, Shut up. Siren. You can't, sir. That's it, So You've been real smart, Shane. 
So you pulled a fast one. Now look, Shorty, you... Okay, Shane. So maybe they'll get me. But you'll go first. In a moment, we'll be back to the new adventures of Michael Shane and the case of the Constant Companion. Gun in Shorty's hand didn't wave. And his pale blue eyes stared at me, unblinking, cold and deadly. Then I saw his fingers start to tighten on the trigger. I knew that in one more second, my last case was due to be closed. Okay, Shane. It's payoff time for you. Shorty, I tell you, I didn't tip off anyone. Save it. You're on your way out, Shane, as a bright. Who's that? How would I know? Okay. I'm going over against the wall. Tell her whatever it is to come in, and if it's a cops, I'll start shooting. Go ahead. Yeah. Come in. Hello, Shane. Oh, Big Ed's girlfriend, Doris. That's right. I got a message for you, Shane. Uh, look, uh, Big Ed already sent me a message last night with a blackjack. You hadn't heard about Shorty breaking out of the pen then, Shane. Didn't know why you were looking for him. Now I figure Shorty's hired you to find him. He's willing to give you 500 bucks to forget it. And if you... Too late, Doris. Shorty! Yeah, right behind you. Look, Shorty, you, you got to... You're going to take us to Big Ed, Doris. No, no, Shorty. Please, Shorty. You... You're going to take us to Big Ed. And right now. Go on, get moving. The three of us went down the back stairs and out the side door. Doris's face was the color of paste. I kept wondering what had happened to that siren we heard up in my office for... Then, just as we were getting into Doris's car, I spotted a cop across the street giving a guy a ticket. So that was what the siren was about. Doris slid in behind the wheel. I got in front with her, and Shorty was in the back seat. I could hardly keep my eyes open. One look at Shorty told me he was almost ready to fall, too. Nobody said anything as she drove out to the edge of town and pulled up in front of a little house that was off by itself. We went up the path... Doris hesitated a minute, but Shorty prodded her with the gun, so she opened the door and went in. I was next in line. Shorty was bringing up the rear. Ed, I... Doris, I... what's the matter with you? Why don't you bring Shane out here? Ed, I didn't hey, want... Hey, you're the baboon who slugged me in the park Doris, last you stupid. Hello, Ed. Shorty. Yeah. Don't move, Ed. Look, Shorty, Shut I... Shut up. Well, Ed... Finally got to you, didn't I? Look, Shorty, let's make a deal, huh? Too late for deals, Ed. Too late for anything. Shorty! I'll get to you in a minute, Doris. Okay, Ed. I'm going to kill you, you know that. No, Shorty, no. But first... Say it. Go ahead. Say it. Say what? What I broke out of the pen to hear you say. What I've been dragging this private eye all over to find you for so you could say it. Say it. Uh, about about Tom Dixon. The guy that convicted me of killing. Scott. You didn't kill him, Shorty. I did. What? Shorty, you yeah, go ahead, Ed. Spill some more. Talk. I killed Dixon. Doris faked an alibi for me. I we framed you. Shorty, I didn't want to have nothing. Shorty, you're innocent. Yeah. Nobody believes that, Shane. I tried to tell them before, but they had too good a case against me. Yeah, but... You don't uh, understand. You can't understand why I'd bust out of the pen. Risk my neck just to 
Here, big that squeal. Huh? Well, sure, I understand it, but look, Shorty, if you're innocent, we can... I told you. I told you nobody believed my story. It's different now. I just heard Ed confess. I tell you, it's too late. The only thing left to do is kill these two rats. One by one. No, I... No, Shorty, no. Just kill them, and it'll be all over. Then I can rest. Kill him first. Then rest. I was so groggy from lack of sleep, it took me a couple of seconds to figure out what had happened. Then it hit me. Shorty was on the verge of folding. Yeah, the strain of the last few days had finally caught up with him. He was practically out on his feet. The gun in his hand started sagging, but my reflexes were sagging, too, and Big Ed beat me to the punch. He dove at Shorty and grabbed the gun. Okay. Get back, Shake. Now, Shorty, we play it the other way. I threw it away. My chance to kill you. I threw it away. You'll never get another, Shorty. You will be next, Shane. You know too much about me now. Oh, look, shut up. Okay, Shorty, here it is. Slug caught Shorty in the shoulder and spun him around. I dove at Ed, and before he could bring the gun around to me, my fist connected. Ed crumpled over. I looked around for Doris. She was nowhere in sight. Went to the door and pulled it open. Hello, Shane. Oh, Inspector Lefevre. You're a little late, aren't you? Maybe. Hey, a girl just ran out yeah. of here. Yeah. She's in the squad car. Oh. Messy in here, isn't it? Yeah. And sure he'll be okay, though. It's just a shoulder wound. Well, we'll get him back to jail. No, no, no. Wrong guy, Lefebvre. Huh? There, there's your boy, Big Ed Lasky. Come again? It's all a frame. Shorty's innocent. Now, that's real interesting, Shane. You got any proof? Mm-hmm. I heard Big Ed confess. Hmm. Uh, I'll fill you on the details later. Right now, this couch looks awful. Yeah, well, Shane, there's still a couple of things. Yeah, yeah, they, they can keep, Inspector. Look, I've been without sleep for two whole days. Shane, I've Go got away, that... little man. Shane, I... Later, later. Uh, just, just one more thing with fever. What is it? Shane! This is your director, Bill Russo, again. Our story is based on characters created by Brett Halliday and is written by Bob Wright. The music is composed and conducted by John Duffy and Michael Shane is portrayed by Jeff Chandler. The New Adventures of Michael Shane is a Don W. Sharp production transcribed in Hollywood and distributed exclusively by the Broadcasters Guild. <laughs>